Hey, listen. Tell your friends yeah. the news. It's the last Spread day. Spread the word. Tomorrow's the final. Tomorrow's day. it. That's when the RGB Super Bundle Maps Anywhere giveaway is ending. Dude, if you had any thought of doing it now, is do it time. right now. This is nine months of exercise programming. You start with Maps Anabolic. You move to Maps Performance. Then you move to Maps Aesthetic. Remember, Maps Anabolic, the foundation program, build lots of strength, muscle, Maps Performance, mobility, and athletic-based. Maps Aesthetic, that's your stage presentation workout. Guaranteed to make you sexy-rific. That's right. Nine months of exercise program. You enroll in that. You get the forum. Enroll in the forum. We will give you Maps Anywhere for free. That ends tomorrow. Tomorrow's the final day for that giveaway. It's at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I have the I have the unique ability, and it's, you know, I consider it a blessing, <laughs> that I can piss people off equally. On everybody. Yeah, it's good. I it's, like, piss, it's like South Park. I could piss everybody off. Yeah. That's what I love about South Park, though. They just fucking shit on everybody. Yeah, you have to. It's great. Because I think if you shit on some people and not others, oh, yeah. you're discriminatory. You're discriminatory. Yeah. Come Don't on. be a discriminatory asshole. Sh- shit on everyone. Be an asshole to everyone. <laughs> or shit on no one. Shit, yeah, shit on everyone or shit on no one. Right. That if you're going to shit, mean. make it happen, make yeah. it rain. That's right. You know I, what I'm saying? Yeah. Should be a, a mountain. No, I agree. I agree. I think every. I, I think that's. A, I. I like that. Uh, we have that ability to do this on this podcast that we're not censored. That we could talk shit as much as we possibly want, and no one can say a goddamn thing. All you can do is they just can say things. Oh, sure. You can't do yeah. shit about it though. No, they can stop listening. Well, not, that's yeah, all you. Can, that's only happened a few times. Somebody yeah. shuts our power off. I actually think that we. I think we don't do it. I think we've censored ourselves quite a bit in the last like year or so because I still listen to something like Joe Rogan. Like starts every podcast off with like. Okay, you motherfuckers. Yeah, he calls his <laughs> you silly bitches. Yeah. He calls his own fans that. I know, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. why I like Joe Rogan for sure. No, our fans are not motherfuckers. No, they're cock blockers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what I was, was going to go somewhere with that. <laughs> what, was, what, was, what was that? You know, we're, uh, I think insults uh, evade me. I'm looking at your uh, awesome t shirt, and I think we only have a handful of those left. Yeah, oh, you're man. talking about the uh, MP TV shirt? It's the Moon Man. I got mine on too. It's, yeah. Are you wearing yours right but now? I'm yeah. looking better. It's, it's, mine. it's for I don't sure. Know if it's looking better. I caught his eye. What size shirt do you wear, Justin? Is it, are you XL or L? No, I'm L. Really? Yeah, man. Me too. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Are you? You're not. Oh, yeah, you, you see, what I, see, it's unfortunate that we're not on video because when the when the listeners hear me go boom, but what they don't know is I'm You're simultaneously flexing, flexing, twitching like my pec or my bicep. Yeah. It's really it's really attractive if you if see they it. knew you they knew you do that. I'm telling you, it just gets the ladies. Was it one of you guys that sent the big thing? Uh, the big the uh, big what? The big radio oh, antenna oh, in China. I the what? The big radio antenna in China. Do either one of you guys send You're that? You're talking up? about the big, they did the big satellite, the biggest one yeah, in the world? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest one in the world. Was yeah. that you who sent that over what? to us? No, but oh, I know. I know that. I was getting spam. Uh, somebody took over my Apple ID from China. So thank you. Oh, yeah. What happened with that? Dude, that sucked. How did you know? Because I kept getting text messages from like a gajillion different phone numbers. It wasn't just one, it was all the same thing with all these emoticons and all this stuff. And then I had to go into translate and it was like all this like ad stuff from, you know, somebody from China. It was? Yeah. What? Yeah. You got hacked like that? Yeah. Did they get into your um What happens when Hold they- on, so you got to worry, you got to be careful, bro. Yeah. Cuz I know the pictures that you have on your phone. I know. And if that gets out, mind pump is over. You know, you listen. What you do, is you, what us. you do is you own it. 
You don't shy away from it. Oh, okay. Yeah, dude. Of course Everybody has that. Of course yeah. that's my dick. Everybody looks at that yeah. weird donkey clown <laughs> action stuff. Yes. You know? So, donkey, like, after, wait, come on. Who don- hasn't checked that out? Donkey clown? It's yeah. a very specific subset of porn. It is. Donkey we're, clown. We're I mean, right it's out. kind of funny. It's kind of sad. It's kind of beastie. Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> gross. Beastie. Yeah. We were at a wedding this uh, this past weekend, and my uh, my buddy's <laughs> wife wanted to see some of the pictures that I took at the wedding. She's like, hey, she grabbed my phone. She's no. Like, can, I, can I look at some of your pictures? <laughs> no, no. All and joking she, aside, Adam's phone's the worst. <laughs> oh my God. She grabs my phone. I said, uh, yeah, if you scroll to the left, you'll see I took a bunch of them. But if, uh, if you see any cock pics, you've gone too far. Yeah, you've, <laughs> you've hit the wizard. <laughs> Kind of looks yeah. at me. I'm like, no, I'm serious, bro. Don't go that no, far. No, no, no. Those are those are saved yeah. in literally. Those yeah. are saved in the panoramic uh, file. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the only way you can get the mm. get, it, get it all in. I there. took a lot yeah. of shots while I was there, man. There was some god, some beautiful, beautiful scenery out there. Probably one of the most beautiful places uh, I've been for sure. I think. Have you guys been to Maui before? Have you been to Maui? I went to Maui yeah, when I was 12. Kauai. Have been. Okay, so that's okay. the only island I've been oh, to. Ka- why Kauai? What made you choose Kauai? Oh, it's, it's, my that's, parents like got me interested there. They have like a timeshare. I heard people say Kauai is better. It's beautiful. If you're a local, you would say that. Because it's like the most quiet out of all the yeah, there's islands. There's no nightlife at all. Nothing. There's nothing, nothing. there. It's yeah. like literally the coolest part well, of Kauai. Like. The coolest part of Kauai nice. that I would love to do in Kauai is the um, they have the 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 tubing through the lava caves and stuff. That's, yeah, I did that. that oh, you cool. did do that? Uh-huh. Oh, see, that's something that I would I, I wanted to do. But I, I did I, you do anything special? Oh yeah, no, I did all kinds of stuff. I mean, there was did you uh, buy some black salt. I didn't buy any black salt. I didn't mm. even see any black salt. They sell Hawaiian they salt that's black. Huh. I wish yeah. I would have known I that. I would have got you some for sure. I already have some. Oh, you do? Yeah, and I sprinkle it on food it's to look to look deal. like a fucking pompous asshole. Like someone lead like, over. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, check out that salmon yeah. I gave you. It's got black salt on You're it. You're just like, hold on. Let me magify it. How is Is it like big big chunks? Yeah, I like chunky salt. What, so what's the benefit? Knowing you, you got it for some reason. What's the benefit of that versus regular Different mineral content. So the color of salt a lot of times will tell you that it's got different mineral content. For example, pink salt might have a little bit more iron in it. Mm. Most of these natural salts are lower in sodium and higher in other minerals, whereas your typical you know salt table salt that is freaking processed to hell is like mostly. So does sodium. this one have more sulfur in it because of the uh, volcano? It's got. Or what? Well, I don't know the details about it. Um, to be honest with you, I bought it because it looked cool, but. <laughs> When you ah, s- are so scientific of you, I'm just being honest. Buy it because it's cool. I'm just being honest. Six dollar shorts, but when you t- when you taste it, <laughs> my, my salt costs more. This than my goes shorts. against the grain for you, bro. I, but I, the salt, I, I, but it tastes different. It tastes. It's got less bite to it. Like when you eat table salt, it's just salty. Like this has got a nice flavor to it. It's different. I uh, want to point out too. Okay. I, I've noticed you've been wearing the Lulu shorts quite often, dude. For a guy who was talking a lot of shit about them, I've hey, seen man. you wear them all, and they look good on you. You, you look, look fancy. Do they look good? Have you been getting? I you bet you got fancy, some compliments. Dude, that's why. Sure. You know what it was? Don't lie. You got compliments. No, that's what it was. So I, uh, I have, uh, I put up a new mirror in my place, and it reflects into another mirror at an angle. And I walked by, and I uh, accidentally, mm-hmm. totally by accident, gazed upon the mirror and saw the backside <laughs> of myself. In the Lulu shorts, oh, and uh, of course you did. I, I was like, and you got. I, I was like, I'm you got doing a semi, and it was just like, yeah, oh, this is. Yeah, I'm like, why? I'm doing people a disservice by not wearing these shorts. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so I'm gonna wear these. Who is that? Yeah. Oh, it's me. I, I was almost like, damn. Oh, that's me. Uh, that's I, me. I like them. I wore them quite a bit while I was out there. They're just comfortable. They're very comfortable. 
and they do make your glutes look good. My glutes mm-hmm. or in general? In general. Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. I think that's like being specific. I think that's Lulu's like selling point. Guy or girl, it doesn't matter, but there's shit that they, they make. They always make the ass they, look good. I, that whoever is over there creating that shit, that's that's the money yeah. behind it. They're like, listen, we're going to get some pretty good material. We're going to do this, but what we're really going to do. I would love to be a fly in the wall when they're like designing these with right? people they bring in. They're like, hold on. And they're like, you know, meticulously like right? fashioning this stuff to this person's ass. Watch like, this. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bring me in the 105 pound Asian girl watch what we're gonna do right here <laughs> wow check this out look at that wow. brazilian looking ass she's got now <laughs> holy moses well there you go yeah, yeah uh, the under- you're welcome lulu the underwear i don't I, I didn't like so much because uh they just they were too constricting however you said i must have got the wrong size didn't they mm. say that that's probably a sign if they're saran wrapped it bro yeah, yeah. You got the? Did you get the longer or the shorter ones too? I got the. I got the. Blue. I liked mine. The yeah, the underwear. Yeah. Did they fit you okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Really? Yeah, they fit good. And you have a big ass. It's big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's what size did you get? Monstr- XL. Triple. What? You got just an XL? Yeah. See, I got a large that should fit me because my ass is approximately that much smaller mm. than Adam, than Justin. Excuse yeah. me, Adam. Sorry, I was thinking about your ass too. <laughs> and uh, but uh, they were too tight. Uh, can you? How do you breathe and stuff? Yeah, I just you know I slipped right in. Did you? <laughs> I, was, I was ready to go. I was ready to jump a jack. I just don't. I got the ones on accident that are kind of long. You know, they're only about like six inches above your knee. I don't like that. I don't like they they remind me of like biker shorts or yeah, something for yeah, underwear. Yeah. I like. Uh, but then you wear the, the short. you wear the tights anyway. So what's the difference? Mm. I don't wear. The tights all the time. Well, you know, once they make the the thong one, you'll get into it, Sal. I know. I like. To I just want. I just want the front area to be snug because I don't like. I like to know that I can run at any given moment and not because mm. you do not hit myself, <laughs> not have like a thorn hey, sticking out. But I don't want. Sack. I don't want tight around my legs. <laughs> he says that while he's wearing flip flops. He's like, <laughs> he's I want. I want to make sure my junk is Let's in place. Be so he's, he's worried about I, the important stuff. Yeah, in case yeah, I take yeah. off for a dead sprint and this fucking flip flops, uh, right? <laughs> nobody wants to rip their sack. There's a, <laughs> some stray you know, branch. You know what? It is true. I <laughs> I almost I almost never not wear shoes, but lately I've made it. Uh, I've made a decision. To start walking around without shoes on more often. That's my new thing. By the way, yeah. though, I was told by Brink that sandals are worse than shoes. Really? Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know what I do? With oh, these? you fucked up. I, I take them off and walk around barefoot. Too. Yeah. I so I made a point while I was in Hawaii, like literally to like try never to. Wear. It feels so like I'm, that is my new thing too. Is that I'm like did making, you get grounded, bro? I did felt you get grounded? Hold on a second. This is great. Yeah. I, I feel like we're bonding again. There was a long period of time where you guys me and you, are going all hippie on. Well, me. we we separated for a while. We yeah. got real close. We separated, but <laughs> now now that you're getting all weird too, this is great. Well, there's something. There's. Are you wearing deodorant still? I am doing. Oh, okay, what's well, yeah. all right? It's yeah. okay. At least and I'm still part. showering. I'm still doing those type of things. <laughs> but I do see. <laughs> I do see. Uh, and I saw. So right, we're getting air fresheners <laughs> for a new studio. Arctic breeze. <laughs> Arctic breeze. I I, I definitely uh, notice a difference, and I do find that. Um, I, I wear shoes a lot because I love shoes. And so I'm trying to make a habit of every day at least, you know, you know, making it a routine right now, hopefully longer, but at least spending 10 to 15 minutes where I go outside, I'm walking on the ground, the grass, and I'm barefoot completely. That is such a fucking woo-woo thing to hear come out of your mouth. I'm yeah. so excited right yeah. now. I even do that, and then I get down in like my, my squatted position, then I get down on my toes, and I stand up, and I get, and you to, poop in get the into plantar flexion. And- <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't. Stop creating these visuals. Yeah, I do not. I don't do that. I don't take it that far. These are the things you're obviously doing. But he's like, and I, and I rub my toes in it to get the <laughs> well, micro, I was just microbiome. So, yeah. I was so yeah. disappointed in myself when he asked me to, 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 to my wiggle my toes. Pee-pee. 
and knowing how how much we how much connectability we should have down there that I don't, I was really frustrated with that. That, that you weren't mad. able to move your toes. Why well, not as lift? A, yeah, you I wasn't able to lift your not toe. like in like the way he asked me. Like he'd ask me to put my big big toe down, wiggle the four, then the either way yeah. around, wiggle the wiggle uh, yeah. the one, and then put the other wiggle, four wiggle. down. I want that that control of my feet, considering it's what connects me to the ground. Justin, believe it or not, had decent control of his toes. Well, they're that combined, genius, though. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say that combined with his with his toe claws. Yeah. Makes him a for- formidable opponent. Uh, yeah. He can climb shit. I'm kind of with his toe. <laughs> yeah, with his I'm toenails. kind of like a, a, a sloth. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> kind of sloth esque with you like the, bear qualities. You got this. Yeah. <laughs> you got sloth feet. I'm a, I'm don't a sloth say that bear. about yourself. Yeah. No, I don't say. Oh, that. they're horrible. They're like fucking hammered and gnarly. No. Well, I, I hate my. Yeah. Well, but in the past, when I'd I see someone's toes. feet that are like that, I would think they look kind of weird. But now I feel like those those feet are much better. Like when you see someone that has their feet, their toes are all spread apart and yeah. stuff. Like Ew. that that guy's connected. Yeah. Or that girl if she's yeah. got feet like that. Yeah. Oh, my wife can do that. It grosses me out. Oh, she can do that? Yeah, it's so gross. It grosses you out? That's Ugh, good, dude. It's you, disgusting. She does that, you suck on her toes? and she No! <laughs> how is she... Uh, you, how is Courtney... I, so I'm gross. curious, actually, because she's on her feet a lot, right, throughout the day. Yeah. I, and I've never heard you talk about her. I've, ne- I've never heard her have to go through surgery. She's, but I haven't heard her bat- battling aches and pain. Does she battle? Like, does her low back bother her? Yeah. Hips? Does she have stuff low like that? Low back, big time. Oh, she yeah. does? <laughs> it's from all that wheelbarrow. Yeah. It could be that. So, you know, <laughs> potentially. Uh, I don't want to put that out there because I want to keep that going. Uh, no, it's more from moving patients around and they have this whole process where they have to like be very um, mechanical with how they lift and then like yeah. hoist and, and yeah. So it's really hard on them. But it it boils down to when she was like first learning how to weight train and some dumbass uh, football player like decided to, to make all these volleyball girls like lift way outside of their means and back squat with, with terrible form and stuff. So anyway, screwed up her back. So now her, she has like this really flat back. There's like no natural arch. So that's like one of the big things we're trying to correct. Uh, Put her in heels. Yeah. Put her in heels. Yeah. Makes the interior pelvic oh, toe. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> hey, babe. Listen, I'm a. Thank fit- you, Sal. I'm doing that. I'm a fitness yeah, yeah. expert, babe. Yeah. Put these heels yeah, she, on. No, don't wear clothes. We got to watch your lower back. Do you, do you, does she do a lot of stuff like that? Have you got? Man, have you introduced her to Brink yet? Have you got her over there yet? Yeah. Well, I've been doing a lot of his uh, methods and techniques, and, and we're finding out like she has like super terrible core connectivity. So that that's where I I pretty much based the root of it all uh, being surrounding that like because. Her back was an issue when before kids, and then after the second kid, especially like totally oh, lost yeah. neuromuscular yeah. connectivity. There, here's the thing: a lot of people don't realize when you have a child, uh, your midsection, your core, uh, especially the in, the muscles underneath, like the transverse abdominis, uh, it has to atrophy. It's got to stretch to allow room for this baby. And then when you have the baby, you go work your abs and your obliques. You you you. You lose connectivity to them, but you also lose connectivity big time to your transverse abdominis. Mm-hmm. And if you don't specifically target it, you'll have issues. You yes. know? That's that whole vacuum exercise. That's that exactly we, what I've, I've been having her do. After yeah. we did that video for, for our, our YouTube channel. <laughs> the one that was an accidentally slow-mo. <laughs> yeah, that's we right. Post. We didn't even post. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I have a, uh, I have an Instagram picture of it or oh, video have we, have of we demonstrating. Not, have we not? We didn't post that, did we? No, because it, it, it got uh, slow-moed. Somebody fucked up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Uh, <laughs> you little jab to Doug uh, right there. Poor Doug. Everybody. <sighs> Everybody fucks up sometimes. <laughs> what the hell? My song brought him. Oh shit, he's coming in fast. We call him. 
Chimera Quad. Today's Quad is being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking Quad. The eagle has landed. Our first question is from Larry Jansen. Larry, Larry, Larry. Who are your favorite entrepreneurs <laughs> and startups, and what have they taught you about business? Oh, wow. I love this question. I love entrepreneurs. Why don't you, start, since you, why don't you start it since you like it so much? Uh, I have a big... Uh, crush on Steve Jobs? No. Ooh. Uh, I, have a, I have a big uh, crush on uh, Elon Musk. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we knew that. Yeah, actually, all these guys, all these tech, um, you know, startup guys who started in their garages and, you know, just developed these incredible programs and products. The reason why I like Elon is because he's done a couple interesting things. Like he gave up all the patents or a lot of these patents to uh, his cars because he wants more competition. He wants more people to, to develop other technologies. That's dope. Uh, which I thought was a very interesting strategy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's also trying to go to space with SpaceX, mm-hmm. uh, which is, I think is the only private company you right know what? now that's Stop really right there that. talking about that though. I think that is such an awesome trait. And it reminds me of uh, Justin brought this point up the other day when we uh, when we got interviewed by our boy and he asked uh, one of the things that we think are important for as qualities in a trainer. And Justin made a point about, uh, you know, not being afraid to, you know, use your peers and, and to take information from them. And I think that's a problem with a lot of people when they get into any profession, doesn't matter what it is and training for sure. There's a lot of that because there's the egos that, you know, everyone gets in this like my way and they don't want to share their information and they get all like you know afraid of like someone's going to take their business when if you have the opposite of like share i love to all the information i'll share with anybody like everything i've learned i love sharing Mm -hmm. and then i love listening to somebody else give give information and it just it challenges you to get better and i think that's the mentality that he has with something like that is that me putting out all my stuff for others to basically take and utilize and try and further it that might someone else's mind, another brilliant mind comes, furthers that a little bit more. He knows that's only going to spark his mind beyond that again. You know, mm-hmm. so I think that's just a it's such a cool strategy to do something like that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I mean, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, the people who who take those big, big risks, um, they really contribute such a tremendous amount to society. I, I just don't I think that. As a society, we tend to forget uh, just how much uh, we owe to these people who mm-hmm. who do this. I mean, you look at Henry Ford. Yeah. Henry Ford, you know, he was for sure one of my favorites. He offered incredible benefits uh, to his employees because he wanted to have the best people. There was no mandate that he had to do these things. He did them because he knew he would attract the best talent, in which he did, and he dominated for a long time. Um, entrepreneurs, you know, they're the ones that take the risks. And invest the capital needed mm-hmm. uh, to develop these things. Uh, a true entrepreneur um, is in a competitive market, and so they are, are only successful if they serve the needs of the consumer. Um, in in markets that are far less competitive, of course, they're just serving their own needs and protecting their own selves through laws or whatever. So uh, right now, the entrepreneurs of the tech industry really excite me the most because the tech industry is so largely unregulated compared to other industries that, like, you look at Google. Or you look at Facebook, you know, those markets are so unregulated that even Google or Facebook, as powerful as they are, 
they got to stay on top of their game because someone else could come up and kick their ass real quick. Oh, yeah. It's unlike the other markets uh, that we have in the industry that are so protected by regulation and keeping you know regu- uh, competitors out that you can become number one and just kind of coast. You know what I mean? I mean, look yeah. how much Facebook innovates all the time and adds new things. All they have to, mm-hmm. and I love that. That's why the tech and the tech entrepreneurs right now are the ones that really get me the most excited. We, j- I was literally so just funny because like we all have like our, our passions like kind of come out through this. Like I'm totally inspired by like Walt Disney and oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like your George Brilliant. Lucas's and just the, the people that can imagine things and, and create them and, and have it become reality to where it becomes part of everybody's experience at that point. Like it, it, that's such like a, a unique trait that, uh, you know, you, you see like very infrequently, you'll see something come out of nowhere and you're like, wow, like that makes so much sense, but it's all made up, you mm-hmm. know? And, and like everybody believes into the concept and because at the core of it is something that's very innocent or it's very, uh, pure and, and there's value to it. You know, there's a lot of uh, the uh, the a lot of the entrepreneurs, a lot of these real successful, huge like big successes. What we don't see are the entrepreneurs that came before them. And what I mean by that is a lot of these people had a mother or a father who was also an entrepreneur that made it to middle class, or maybe they were an immigrant. Right. You know, mm-hmm. my father owned his own business for a long time, and he never became this huge success. But it, but it, but his success was the fact that he came to this country with no education, didn't speak the language, and was able to provide a middle class, you know, uh, you know, lifestyle for his kids who could go to school and you know live live their dreams. Those are the unsung heroes, and there's a lot of those in America. A lot of those entrepreneurs that what don't great, become these what a, huge what a successes. Great point. Yeah. You know, I you know, so I'll give you mine, and I'll, I'll even give you because we just talked about this. The top five companies, in my opinion, right now, and then also, uh, I would like to just totally piggyback off of what you just said. Is that I am more motivated, I am more inspired by people that nobody knows. The guys, the, the the people that I've that I've seen, um, what they've done personally, like they've been, they, I watched them come from nothing and the, the life that they struggle with and the family members that they lost and the, the way they've been knocked down and uh, their perseverance through coming back and you know maybe they only maybe they're only like semi millionaires you know what I'm saying they're not they're not these huge Fortune 500 company guys that you know everybody everybody knows they're average Joe type of guy not even average Joe anymore because they're they're making millions of dollars now but millions of dollars is nothing when you're when we're talking about people like Elon Musk and we're talking yeah. about Henry Ford or you know these guys are billionaires and mm-hmm. people that everybody knows so I, i'm more inspired by people that i that i've talked to that i've that are that are close like that and personal but um i would say i would relate myself more to or a, a, someone like a henry ford i uh, i use a lot of his quotes i definitely think that um a, a lot of my career i've surrounded myself with a lot of other very intelligent people i was always okay with that i was okay with not be, you know i've always prided myself on not being the smartest guy in the room but surrounding myself with other brilliant minds around me so henry ford has that same same mentality and he's he's talked a lot about that so he's definitely somebody uh of the past that has inspired uh myself but companies now uh love netflix love uh google love facebook love tesla um what was the other one there was a fifth one that i named the other day that i thought just these guys are the the future of of how we're going to do business i mean what you see 
Netflix doing with uh, streaming media and stuff. I think they're mm-hmm. just they're one step Dude, ahead. Of, you know, they tried to get they tried to have original content is amazing. You know, they yeah. went to Blockbuster at some point and and were trying to have Blockbuster buy them or right. work with them. And Block, Blockbuster laughed them out of the room, <laughs> made fun of them, and of course now we know Blockbuster went Cock bankrupt. And Blockbuster, I love. I fucking love stories like that. Oh, so I love I, hearing that yeah, shit. They got to eat that one. I love how Steve Jobs got fired from his own company yeah. I know, and then that, came back, great. created, went with Pixar, came back and made Apple. And know, how, how about today. somebody in our field that yeah. a lot of people don't know much? Mark Mastroff. I mean, Mark Mastroff oh, was. Uh, oh, he modernized uh, corporate fitness. He was the first. He was the first guy in fitness to to take a company to the billions of dollars. He for so, fitness, yeah. He sold twenty four hour fitness for two point something billion dollars. And what was so dope about what happened with him because we know his story personally is you know when he he had one of those crazy stories where like Steve Jobs where he takes this company to a billion dollar company, he sells it, decides he'll, he'll sit on the board, but he's no longer the owner of the company anymore. And within a year, the company had him carried out and uh, in such a disrespectful way. Like he literally was like escorted out of his own company that he built to a billion dollar company. You know, how sad is that? And then he also had to sign a five year uh, no competition. No clip. competition with an X amount of miles. And you better on. And I'll never forget at that five year mark seeing on TV him signing the big deal with Dana White with the UFC gyms. I'm like, look out, motherfuckers, because yeah, here, here he comes, you know, and he's got all kinds of uh, tons. Oh, of, yeah. That's got- probably the only example I would think like in the fitness industry. That's like a big, you know, juggernaut company versus like that's why I get so excited about our industries, because there hasn't really been. Uh, you know, a Google, an Apple, uh, you know, a mega business that's really taken the hold and, and like had the one stop shop for like, you know, this is your answer. Kind of a kind of a place like having the platform for all this. stuff. Oh, we all aspire for mind pump. We, we to want be that. that to be that because it's you know, if you think about it, like maybe Nike or Under Armour or something like that. But that those are retail companies. Mm-hmm. They just sell clothes. I mean, I know Under Armour is really pushing hard to get into the tech side of things now you know nike flirted with it for a while and then was like oh shit i better go back to to apple and and get some help uh (laughs) you know but it's it's nobody's really done that because it's so spread out in extremes like we're we're trying to teach everybody that everybody's spreading away from the core of what needs to be i just i love you know when i think of entrepreneurs it's like an entrepreneur literally made their own job i mean think about that think about how many of you listening right now hate your fucking job like quit and go make your own job. Like that's a pretty that's a pretty amazing thing to do. And it's not easy. It takes a lot no. of balls to do it. And it's a very, very hard, arduous uh road, um, riddled with failures. Yeah. Um, but and so that's why I just got to respect. It's also it makes our country awesome that a lot of people talk shit about. You know, like our country is pretty fucking rad that you can do that. Yeah. That yeah. you have we have an opportunity. But breeds innovation. Yeah, that if do you, you know, do you know that if you- you're a maniac, if you're crazy enough, and you're willing to work every day for three to five years, because sometimes well, that's what it takes. The largest percentage of entrepreneurs, when you count all entrepreneurs, small business owners, and stuff like that, are immigrants. When people come here as immigrants, a very good percentage of them, them or their children become entrepreneurs. And I personally think, because if you look at the vast number of immigrants that come to this country, they come here because they're leaving something that is worse than what they're going to, or they're going somewhere better. They're coming here for the promise of something better and they see the opportunity. And when they see that opportunity, they're emboldened and they say, I'm going to take this chance and make my own job. And you see a lot of that happening and they own small businesses and 
you know, construction business or plumbing or, you know, a corner store or whatever. But uh, that's that's fucking great shit, man. And uh, kudos to anybody who ever starts your own business or tries and whether you succeed or not, just doing it. Man. So little takeaways, I think, like we said, the Henry Ford, like, I mean, his big thing, if if you don't know, is it was what I said, is that he, you know, surrounded himself with other great minds. He was not the smartest man in the room. He wasn't the most talented man in the room. He was all about his people. He was a people's man for sure. So that was something that I took from the, uh, him is that, you know, it is it's about your people. You know, the you're uh, you will always be only as strong as your weakest link. So. You know, no, no, never leaving any man behind, always uh, building others up, always giving them the kudos, always taking care of your people. And in turn, that will take care of you and your business. So that was a big takeaway from him. Uh, you know, like your Elon Musk, I think having the, the confidence and the ability to do things and to say, I'm not afraid of anybody yeah. to see it through all the way to the end. Like, you know, you know, the type that like it doesn't matter what kind of obstacle, uh, anything you put in place in front of them, like, you know that they're going to power through. Did you see his... They're all the way determined. Did you guys see his plans for the Hyperloop? Yeah. Yeah, because he was like, uh, he just wrote up the plans and put it out there and said, all right, somebody build this. And it's basically a vacuum tube uh, train that will travel from, you know, Northern California to Southern California, cheaply and powered by solar power mostly, um, because he was disgusted with that whole train thing that they were going to build in California that's costing shit tons of money and that's not mm. going anywhere. Yeah. And he just put it out there. He drew it out and put it out. Another thing that a lot, a, a lot of those guys have in common and I think is important when in entrepreneurship is, and I, and I know you guys can probably attest to this, is how often do you get told like your idea is crazy or it'll never work oh, yeah. or it's yeah. a... You know, people like every it, idea is crazy until it works. It, it, well, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And and most people have that that pessimistic attitude of it will fail. And let's be honest, the chances are it will. There's more there's more odds against you. But that never stopped any of those guys. It never stopped them uh, that. Oh, that's so crazy. You know, it'll never work or there's no market for it. Like I'll create a fucking market. That's for it. it. Yeah. And having having that mentality, you got to have that that confidence and you know all of, all of them have that yeah but so. you got to walk the walk too like you got to be willing to go in there and bleed take the hits yeah yeah oh yeah and i don't think any of those guys uh really took a day off of their life for the oh, first no, they like, worked their ass <laughs> right. 20 years which is another piece that we always talk about the importance of having balance but there's also the the argument on the other side of that that you know to be truly successful it is it, and and you really don't have that much balance you really dedicated and passionate about uh something that you're you're driving after and and let's be honest you're you're out of balance for sure so being okay with that is and hopefully finding a partner that's okay with that also <laughs> yes jay whiting tips and advice on breaking sugar addiction mm. you know sugar is like any other substance that has addictive properties uh you just you have to stop using it and allow your body time to uh you know, get through the withdrawal symptoms and to rewire itself uh, over the fact that you're no longer having sugar. Well, so you got to deal with that. You know, going into, you know, I'm not going to eat sugar anymore. There's going to be a very difficult period and substituting, you know, uh, instead of having not having sugar and saying, okay, I'm going to have stevia or artificial sweeteners. You're still sending that sweet signal to the brain, yeah. and it's not it's not doing much to help you break your sugar addiction. All it's doing is continuing to feed it. You've just switched what what tastes sweet. Yeah. So you've got to you've got to get off the sugar, and then you have to 
deal with it and it's going to suck yeah. for well, a little while. I have since that was terrible advice. I have two bits of advice. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. So, well, uh, just deal with it and it's going to be tough. <laughs> um, here, two things. I've this is something that I I was somebody who literally like ate ice cream every night. I fucking loved candy, sweets. I have a sweet tooth for sure. Uh, also, I admitted before on here that I was up to you know eating 600 grams of carbs, and because aesthetically I looked fine, I justified it. Um, so getting away from sugar was it was work for me, and there was some strategies that I used. One, uh, if you are a serious sugar addict and you do take a lot of candy in, you take a lot of sweets in, or you just in general use a lot of sugar. Uh, cold turkey is not ideal. Just like I don't think somebody who smokes a pack of cigarettes going to zero cigarettes in a day is ideal to try and really, truly wing you off long term. So I think you go in with a plan that, hey, you know, right now, like in my case, I was eating ice cream every single night. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to stop eating a whole pint of ice cream every single night. And then maybe I'll go like, half a pint. Yeah, right. Or, you know, I'll go several days without it. And then when I when I feel like, okay, I really want it, then I'm going to and then I'm going to push and then I'm always going to be competing with myself of how many days I can go without having it. So I started doing things like that. The other big thing that really helps was uh, replacing as soon as I had that craving was just having the discipline to go and eat something but not sugar and go eat something that's like high in fat. So go have like bacon, you know, or go have something with butter or go macadamia go, nuts. Yeah, or yeah, or nuts. Go have a high fat meal right when that that craving kicks up, and you'll be surprised that once once you eat that, you consume that, that craving will go away. It's just that first initial decision to not go grab the sweet, to go grab the sugar and to grab it. And, you know, at first it's, it is, it's, it's a lot of that is mental because you, you, your body has a craving, you are addicted, you know how good the sweets feel, that sensation, everything. And initially when you bite into a bite of bacon and you're really wanting a bite of ice cream, it's not quite the same thing, but once you consume it and then it gets digested, I promise that you will feel better, but it's just that mental discipline to do that first. So those are two big things that help me. I think it, yeah, I think it's hard to struggle because it's food, you know, and it's a part of your every single day ritual. And it's not like battling something like, um, you know, alcohol or, or like cigarettes or something that's like in, in excess to your daily rituals. Right. Or maybe this is something that's consumed like, uh, uh, people think associate food with being healthy and being in, you know, around people. And it's got like all these ties to all that stuff. So uh, initially I was thinking like there's extremes with the way people deal with addiction. Like I was actually watching a show, which reminded me of uh, these people that would go to this like Buddhist um, temple where like the extreme of this to get rid of the addiction to drugs was to just go completely cold turkey and they would just like kind of help ease them as far as like trying to make it comfortable, give them a bed and all this stuff. But I mean, they're puking, they're like feeling dog shit terrible. And this made help them to hit rock bottom and realize how, bad they how shitty it was to feel like this. And, and their success rate was a lot higher than a lot of these other like methadone and all these other treatments people would get yep. in contrast. Yep. And here's okay, so here's why what I said I think will work for a lot of people. When you have an addiction, it's very different than when you're just trying to change a behavior. If I have someone who's got a real sugar addiction and I tell them just have a little bit of sugar. 
that is going to make it much fucking harder than avoiding the sugar. And it's like cocaine. Like, you're addicted to coke. Oh, you know what? Just have a little bit of cocaine every day, and we'll slowly wean you off. It doesn't fucking work that way. It's an addiction. The second I have some, I want a shit ton more, and my willpower is reduced that much more. I know for myself, is included with sugar, if, I have, if I'm at a party and I have a little piece of sugar, it is going to be much harder to fight that craving than it was if I didn't have any in the first place. And that's there's a chemical reason for it. There's a whole cascade of events that happen from chemicals in your brain uh, to, you know, th- just a simple taste of it um, that will then trigger more, you know, more wanting, more, you know, uh, you know, more of that withdrawal uh, if you don't have it versus just avoiding it. And that's why for a lot of people I tell them, and it's really, look, I'm, you know, it's it's one thing. Like, don't change anything in your diet. Just stop eating sugar. Start with that. And it's going to suck for a few days, maybe a week. And then you'll get over it and you'll find you're not going to crave it anymore. But when you do the whole, like, I'm going to have a little bit here and there, it stretches it out. It makes it very difficult for some people. I don't think that works for everybody. Well, I just think I, it- I agree and disagree because it really depends on the the amount that you're taking in. I feel like... If you just want to get sugar out of your diet, you know you're consuming a little too much of it, and it's one thing. But if you're somebody who is taking in quite a bit, and your body is is like chemically addicted to this, um, I don't know, dude. Like cutting cold, unless you have this ability. Because I'll tell you right now, just like with uh, from uh, opiates or cocaine, things like that, there is there is there's science to support that you clean it out of your system for five to seven days, and the for, the the chemical part is gone of that. Like you'll be miserable for five to seven days but then after that the the at least the chemical side is now you're just battling the mental mm-hmm. side where if you're going and doing it yourself you know and you try and do that fuck that's hard it is it's fucking hard I it mean, is if but- you, not a lot of people have five to seven days to just take off a of work and to, or to take themselves somewhere out of a position where they're not in front of it all the time it, yes i think if you had that option like so a great thing to do would be Go on a camping trip or go get away from fucking fast. Your, yeah, fast. Do fast. Some, Don't eat anything for 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 twenty four hours. Yeah, do drink some, water. Yeah, those same people are probably gonna get headaches like a motherfucker from that though too. Just so you know, they might. They might. Yeah, more than likely they're going to. But I, I'm I'm telling you from somebody who ha- fucking had this and then it doesn't have it anymore. So I'll tell you right now, and it's anecdotal, hundred percent. But I've I've battled addiction before and I've and I've dealt with it, and then I've also had people around me that have had to go through rehab and do things like that, and the people that have gone through rehab, hundred percent, like. You go stick me in a room where I'm locked away from all these things and I, I can't, then yeah, absolutely. And then it is five to seven days of it is misery, headaches and tossing, Here, turning and cold sweats and just I have a couple, shakes. I have there. a couple tricks, uh, you know, that just popped in my mind. Uh, cinnamon. Cinnamon is one of them. Cinnamon tricks you into thinking you're tasting something sweet. So you could put cinnamon on something uh, that and that'll that'll help you out with that sugar craving. And sour. Sour is another one. I like to drink uh, or I have clients drink. Uh, like fizzy water, um, and then I'll have them squirt some lime in it mm. when they have a, a, a craving for sugar. And a lot of them have said that that has, has taken care of it. That's a, that's a great because I, yeah. I think there's a lot that's mental too. Yeah, there's the there is the the, the chemical side of it, and then there is the just the, the habit. They of, need little hacks too to, to kind of help the focus when the cravings come. So I think mm. yeah, stuff like that's helpful. Nicholas Calvin is asking about ketogenic diet research for powerlifting. You know, before we get into this, I want to be very clear that that uh, because we've had a few episodes on sugar intake and carbohydrate intake, and uh, we need to clarify that the ketogenic diet is not the official diet 
of mind pump. <laughs> Thank you for continuing. I need to be clear. I need to be clear, dude, because no, we do have to keep saying because that. Uh, I just want to. I'm just, getting messages from people who are like, "I want to do keto," or "I tried keto, it didn't work. Maybe I'm doing it wrong." Or here's the thing: there are to be. Ve- I want to be very clear. There are v- lots of different ways to eat for longevity and health. Some of them include more carbohydrates. Some of them include many less carbohydrates. Some of them include more fats. Some less fats. Proteins also. It's it, the individual variances between person to person are so dramatic. You could have two people give them the exact same diet, and one person's going to have a horrible success with it, and the other person's going to have amazing success, and they can both yeah. be made up of whole natural foods and all you, that stuff. You know whose fault this is, don't you? Who? You're looking at me <laughs> because that's the way I like to eat. Because you were so fucking excited about it when you, you get so passionate about stuff, which is the same reason why I love you. Yeah. Well, but it's, you if people get you get when Sal gets excited about something, then I see it on our forum, and that's how I always know. Like Sal's doing well, he this. Follows thing. the scientific research, which you know, like, there's basis behind it, and that's why we had to highlight the fact that you know maybe carbs, you know, they're not so great for you if you're oversaturated with them. Yeah, right? I mean, and, and remember, that's really the point re- of it. Remember, we did two episodes on sugar uh, and one you know where we talked about carbohydrates and so it just sounds like our message is ketogenic diet is the freaking tits that's the yeah, best it, one it's not if no, for, we don't say that for some people it's great for other people it's not there's a very small subset of people who are gonna eat ketogenic and are gonna have a horrible uh, reaction their blood you know levels of certain you know markers are not gonna look good they might even 70, have more inflammation 75 percent of us in this room don't eat that way just so you guys yeah, know yeah. <laughs> so fucking yeah, yeah, you know but you so, i mean but we've taken but but people have taken from it and that's well, what you should do and that's the important exactly. that's the important piece. and they're i'll tell everybody right now then this is you know any diet that it, if it says fucking diet to it i'm not a fan of it right yeah, away i know i'm not a fan of it if it says fucking diet i don't believe in that i don't believe that we should be dieting like this i think the way it should the thing that was great about ketogenic was it it, it could, it'll help you change your relationship with carbohydrates because so many and people fats. yeah and fats yes change your relationship with fats and carbohydrates because for so long we have demonized fat and we have celebrated carbohydrates, right? We celebrate yeah. carbs with everything. You go to the movies, you eat popcorn, you go to a birthday, you eat cake, you have, you know what I'm saying? You, you have raised in your job, you have fucking champagne and wine. Like everything we do is celebrating with carbohydrates and we've demonized fat for so long. And it's really, we ketogenic diet flips that philosophy yeah. on its head. I think it just, yeah, it just basically highlighted the fact that uh, if you're looking at the food pyramid, like what the weight, of your base needs to be and it's fat you yeah. know like that like that was like shockingly revolutionary for me yeah me too i forever have changed how i yeah. eat, how i but eat it doesn't now. mean i don't include protein carbohydrates and all. i just i try to look at it from more of a sparing and then kind of work my way down to the base of what my you know meals should consist of because well, most people will do you know well with that and i want to make it very clear that it's it actually can be uh, work to a disadvantage eating ketogenic if you still decide you want to have birthday cake wine and things like that every once in a while. If you're someone like Sal and you can eat avocado, sardines, coconut oil, coconut, like those are your like you those, these are your staple foods that you eat all the fucking time and you love eating that way and it's not a problem for you, then then by all means and it works well, fucking do it. But for me, I still like to have carbohydrates in, in, in my diet. And if you are somebody who goes ketogenic 99% of the time and then you decide to do that, one, you're probably going to get sick when you eat the carbs because it's crazy when you've been ketogenic for a while and then you try and introduce 50 to 100 grams. Anybody who's done that before knows what I'm talking about. 
your body is now super sensitive to it. So you're ready to store. So as soon as you consume what you used to be able to consume, your body cannot handle like it used to handle before. So your body will end up storing fat at a much faster rate. So it's not all it's cracked up to be unless you're willing to live that well, lifestyle. Y- y- here's Look, I don't even eat ketogenic all the time. I have vegan days. I have days where I introduce carbohydrates to promote metabolic flexibility. Uh, I have days where I fast longer. Um, I have days where I don't eat any animal you know, proteins or animal products whatsoever. Um, it's there's a lot, Like I said, there's lots of different ways to eat properly. Now, I got a message from someone who's like, hey, man, I did keto for like four months, and I felt horrible, and <laughs> I wasn't stronger. I got weaker, and this is what I ate. And my response was like, how the fuck did you do that for four months? Like, rule number one is listen to your body, dude. Like, I don't care what I say. Hmm. I could say this is the greatest thing on earth. You go try it, and it gives you a, a fucking rash or something. Yeah. Then you don't do it. Yeah. Like, you got to listen to your body. But to answer the question, okay, because we, we, we totally went around and yeah, answer yeah, the question. Yeah. Well, it was important to the address que- that. The question is on powerlifting. Here's the thing. Ketogenic diet research is showing incredible performance benefits for uh, extreme endurance athletes. Mm-hmm. When it comes to strength, there's been a few studies uh, showing that it doesn't detriment strength whatsoever. And there's been some studies showing that carbohydrates may benefit strength. My personal experience is I the best results I've gotten, the best results I've seen my clients get is when they eat lower carbohydrates most of the time and before a taxing event where they're going to go lift heavy then weight. Then they take them in. Then they take in the carbohydrates because now they have more... They're, they're in, the more, high octane fuel source. Yeah, they're more insulin sensitive. You know, they get those carbs in there. They go lift and now they have extra better performance. I almost wanted to, to start connecting dots and this is totally my own theory and speculation, but like uh, bees don't live that long. And, you know, a lot of this, uh, their intake, you know, with... with you know, honey and, and being the main source of, of what they're eating. Uh, you know, I don't know if there's any correlation to that or not. Like, in, like I have no idea how long hummingbirds live or, or whatever, but everything they're doing is so rapid and they need this, this, uh, oh, about, high fuel fast? source. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Sloths, I think eat a lot of carbs too, don't they? Oh, they do. Well, see, there, <laughs> there goes my theory. Son of a well, bitch. I, I know from personal experience that when I was somebody who was eating 600, four, 600 grams of carbs and I would try and like, you know, load carbs and go like, so for me, a loading a carb before a workout or something that would be like 150, 200 grams. I, I would see minimal benefit whatsoever to that. When I went keto and then after keto, I started to completely flip my macro profile on its head. And now I eat a very high fat diet. So my fat is 200 to 300 grams of carbs on a pretty regular or excuse me, 200 to 300 grams of fat on a regular basis. And my carbohydrate intake is as low as 50 to 150 grams on a regular day. Maybe a high day now for me is 200 grams. Now, if I go take 100 to 150 grams of carbs before a workout, I fucking feel that shit. My body is super responsive to it. Um, I notice a big difference. So I think it really depends on how you're consuming, how you're eating right now. Mm -hmm. I think like Sal was saying, if you're somebody who likes ketogenic, it's your lifestyle. I don't think you need to worry. I think your body will adapt. You will learn to run on ketones. I I think you can still become a very strong power lifter and be fine. I I recommend. uh, There's that power lifter that lifted 700 pounds like fasted, right? Yeah, well, uh, Dom, Dom, no, that was, was Dom, that Dom? Dom Diagostino okay. did 500 pounds. He fasted for like, I don't know how many days. I thought there was another one that lifted like 700 well, pounds. Well, you, you know, your muscles store glycogen, uh, even on ketogenic diets, the same amount studies will show. Um, but some studies show there's a power difference with eating carbs. Here's the thing. If, you're eating, if you eat keto and you're a power lifter, 
experiment with this, but this is what I would recommend if you were my client. I'd say eat your keto. Every once in a while, throw some carbs in for metabolic flexibility. Before your event, uh, that's when you throw some carbs in because now you're, insulin, you're, you're, you're very insulin sensitive. You throw in some carbs, you get that extra boost for your competition. Yeah. Uh, for regular training, just like with, you know, what I do is I'll probably throw in, I throw in some carbohydrates anywhere between, I don't know, probably around once a week, sometimes twice a week I'll throw them in, just like I said, to promote metabolic flexibility. It's not a ton, but I'll throw in some starches like some white rice or a yam every once in a while. See, I just try and gear mine around my workouts. That's a strategy a lot of people use. Yeah. yeah, They call that cyclic cyclic ketogenic Yeah, and everybody likes to put a fucking title on all of it. Like, I don't, because I don't live that way every single day. You're in that camp, man. But, you know, I try to be conscious about it, and I always am around that range of 100 to 150 grams a day, Mm -hmm. and I'm trying right around 75 to 100 before and after. After a workout, do you is, do it like an hour before or the night before? No, like like an hour or two oh, before. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm just and that's every single day. So I'm not like you where it's only a couple days of the week. Every I eat carbs every day and I'm always around that range. And it's always before your workout, before and after. Oh, before, if it, you know, I try and the bulk of them, I try and be in the. Now, does that mean do I never have carbohydrates at night? No, fuck. Every once in a while, I'll enjoy myself and have carbs at night. But for the most mm-hmm. part, I try and gear a, a, a good piece of them, uh, my daily intake around the workout mm-hmm. when my body's going to need the glycogen at at a, at a faster rate, right? Mm-hmm. So. For me, that's uh, it works well. Uh, what diet? What people call that as a diet or what? The, I don't fucking know. Yeah. It doesn't matter to me. It's you, it's you, what it's much what's most conducive for my yeah, life. Yeah, you know when we interviewed Zach Bitter, the the, the one hundred mile um, American world record holder or whatever, uh, and he's an extreme endurance athlete. He talked about how he he uses ketogenic diet to perform well, and it was very very interesting. So if you haven't listened to that episode, check it out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. The chasse or chasse. The chasse. <laughs> Thoughts on doing isometrics before heavy squatting, deadlifting, etc. Excellent. Whoa. Yes. Excellent. Great, great way to prime yeah, your body. Oh man. To wake everything up. Absolutely. Respond. Absolutely, man. I, I'm doing we just, this. We just did a YouTube on this recently, didn't we? Uh, didn't we do a YouTube? Well, that's the Dumphy squad. Oh, we that's showed also, some oh, of these positions. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we've done we've done some isometric uh, training on there. We'll probably do more of that for sure. You guys will see more of us. There'll be more of that coming in the future for sure. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. I I squat. I feel more connected mm-hmm. to my lifts, and I feel stronger. Um, I almost did this. Uh, well, I kind of did this uh, subconsciously when I would deadlift real heavy where I'd squeeze the bar, tense my entire body. It's almost like I'm doing isometric and then yeah. lift. Mm-hmm. And I always found I could lift more or I lifted, I could lift the bar a little faster when I do that. Mm-hmm. Um, isometrics right before a lift, man, are amazing. You know, if, And it just basically mimic the lift. If right. I'm doing a squat... And you don't want to do it to fatigue. That's not the point. Right. right? We're trying to prime everything, like get everything woken up and, and responding the way that you want it to, but we don't want to overdo it to where we're fatigued going into the actual lift. Here, look, it, t- check this out. You feel, if you feel sleepy, you're listening to this podcast right now and you're kind of chilling and you feel a little relaxed, take Wait a sec... Take a second and just tense your entire body really, really hard for 10 seconds and then relax and see how you feel. You feel more awake. You feel uh, almost like you had a little bit of caffeine. It's uh, It wakes up your central nervous system. The, the second yep. firing you do will be stronger. And that's the idea. The idea is to do an isometric. If I'm going to do a heavy squat, I got 300 pounds on the bar. Before I lift it, I do a slow isometric squat and really just activate everything. Mm-hmm. Not to fatigue, but I want to feel the muscles really firing. Mm-hmm. Get under the bar. That Now my, my CNS is going to fire crisper, cleaner, and more fully 
than it would have had I not done isometrics. And they've done studies on this, and they've shown that you do activate more muscle fiber. Right. So from a muscle building perspective, it's a good technique. And plus, it's important to go through the range of motion that you're mimicking for that yeah. particular exercise. So like, have it be more relevant by doing the squat, like particularly how you're going to squat, you know, with your back loaded squat too. If you, I mean, this is part of why we created Mind Pump TV. So if you're not already subscribed. That's our YouTube channel. Yeah, to our YouTube channel, go to YouTube, search Mind Pump, Mind Pump TV will pop right up, subscribe. Every single day we drop videos. If you haven't seen the Dumpy Squat, I believe we did another isometric one too. I know you made me do one. I did, yeah. Um, where I was down and I was tensing everything up as tight as I can oh, and then yeah. I opened up. That's the tension squat. Yeah, I did tension squats. So tension squats, Dumpy Squat, both those two types of squats, those are both isometric type of movements. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we, you know, we, counter- we, we can con- probably add to that. Contradicting, say, isometric yeah. movements. Yeah. Uh, those both are uh, well, isometric. isokinetic. Yeah, so isokinetic, right? isokinetic or isometric. So those... The, go do those uh, and we I think even in the video we talk about doing a couple of those before you get into a squat so go uh, u- utilize that that's why we yeah. created that channel for you guys so you guys can use and really in a nutshell just mimic the exercise you're going to do without any weight and tense everything up mm-hmm. and then move it through that range of motion so like pretend like you're doing a deadlift with a bar squeeze nothing just squeeze your hands get real tight tighten everything up come up real slow Stay real tight and then come down real slow and real tight and then grab the bar. Give yourself a second, grab the bar and then do your deadlift. You're basically creating your own force before then applying load to that. So maybe for what would you say for a great isometric move for like a deadlift? Maybe like a a floor bridge and really exaggerate the hip extension. I would just do an air deadlift. I would just do nothing. I would have no weight. Just get down into deadlift position. Like you said, the bar really, really tightly and just go through the range of motion really slow. Uh, I I feel like laying down on a a floor bridge position and hip extension and as hard as you possibly can extension. I mean, that's. The, the muscles responsible for that concentric movement, you're really connecting oh, yeah. to that. Yeah, that would be good. I just wanted to give the audience, uh, you know, like an easy thing to yeah, remember yeah, because yeah, yeah. that's that requires a little bit of knowledge well, in terms of what you're trying uh, to fire. Doug, once you write that down, that'll be a good video that we can do uh, for this episode. Is you know, I think that would be a that would be a move I would do before a deadlift would be or an isometric move. I would do a floor bridge uh, isometric hold, so we can do a video to show people like that. That'd be a great move for you to do before you deadlift. Excellent. Hey, listen, go to iTunes, search for Mind Pump, leave us a five-star rating and review. If we pick your review, if we like it, we'll send you a free Mind Pump t-shirt. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube at Mind Pump TV. We're also on Instagram at Mind Pump Radio. You can find me at Mind Pump Sal, Justin at Mind Pump Justin, and Adam at Mind Pump Adam. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.